Welcome, welcome, welcome back to yet another episode of the Hollywood Luke Hogan Show. Hello. Also known as the Pop Culture Bicycle Show podcast anthology. Pod pod show. On this episode, we have Top Gun Maverick news, Marvel's next saga, Uh oh. Furiosa synopsis revealed, Chris Pratt talks about his Mario voice, and more. Didn't realize there was much to talk about with his Mario voice. It's going to be bad, probably. All right. So let's just hop hop right into it with uh, Top Gun Maverick catapults past $1 billion at Worldwide Box Office. This comes from our friends. At Deadline? At Deadline. Heck yeah. Paramount slash Skydance's Top Gun Maverick has raced past the $1 billion mark worldwide becoming only the second movie of the pandemic era to reach such rarefied air. Rarefied air. Rarefied air. And Tom Cruise's first time to the milestone in a career that has spanned 40 years. His first time? I guess so. Now that he's like 73 years old? I'm sure the Mission Impossible franchise has surpassed a billion dollars a long time ago, but one single movie, I guess not. Good for him. Um, took just 31 days for the aviators to get to $1 billion with the total through Sunday at an estimated $1 billion and $6. <laughs> Six. That one ticket really put it over the edge. Worldwide, including domestics, estimated $521.7 million and $484.7 million from the international box office. Have you seen it? No. Me neither. Do you have any plans to see it? Uh, not really. No. I didn't watch the first one. Me either. I don't really like Tom Cruise movies all that much. Me either. So I'm not going to. I don't like Scientology, so. The only role I liked him in was uh, Tropic Thunder. Oh, yeah. As Les Grossman. The only good role he's ever played. He was in The Outsiders. Yeah, but still Tom Cruise. It's He's one of those actors if, like, I know he's a great actor, but if I see him in something, I'm like, this movie automatically sucks a little bit more. Yeah, yeah this movie's going to be Tom Cruise portraying Tom Cruise. Remember when he had, used to have a jacked up grill? Yeah, and a jacked up nose, too. Yeah, and then he got it fixed. Kind but of. he has a tooth, like, directly in the middle of his face, like his whole top set of teeth is offset. Yeah, but so do you, Luke. So so I'm not a movie star. Good on you, I'm Hollywood Luke Hogan. Good on you, whoever directed this movie. Who did direct this movie? I don't know. <laughs> we can look it up. It was Zack Snyder. Did you ever see that clip of that stand-up comedian who oh, was doing crowd work when Zack yeah. Snyder was in the crowd? He's like, "What's your name, Zack Snyder?" He's like, to- "He's like, what's your name, Zack?" He's like, "What do you do? I make movies. What kind of movies do you make?" Who's the first person that comes to mind about, like, named Zach that makes movies? Yeah. Zach Snyder. That's, That's me. me. <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, shit. Joseph Kozinski. Hmm. Never heard of him. He has directed Oblivion, which is that 2013 Tom Cruise movie. Oh. Tron Legacy. Uh, and he just directed Spiderhead that just came out. The hell is that? Also starring fucking... Tom Cruise? No. Miles Teller. Hmm. Directed a Lady Gaga music video for Top Gun Maverick and uh, a Taco Bell commercial. Hell yeah. Moving on up. Like the iconic one from the 90s with the dog. Nope. Damn it. Gears of War. The movie with Batista? Is that Army of Two? Army of Two. Remember that game? Yeah. Wasn't there a movie about it? I don't think so. Oh, man, no. That fucking movie. Or that game is dope. 
Yeah, it was. What was the movie that Batista played? It was one of those video game movies. I don't know. Whatever. Doom. Batista was in Riddick 2013? Sure. Yeah, all right. <laughs> there was a Riddick movie in 2013? The first one was in 2013. It was the first Riddick movie, right? No. That was like fucking early 2000s. I don't know, man. It's called Riddick 2013 with freaking Vin Diesel. Well, the first one was Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, Oh, whatever. Freaking wormhole. Weird rabbit hole. All right. Moving on to our next piece. Kevin Feige says we'll hear more about Marvel's next big saga, quote unquote, in the coming months. This comes via Games Radar. Marvel fans love thinking ahead, and Marvel Studios love encouraging them with breadcrumbs. For the moment, however, Marvel Phase 4 isn't quite leading to a big endgame in the same way Phase 1 through 3's Infinity Saga was punctuated by Thanos's pursuit of the infinity stones. I forgot that we were that phase four isn't over with. I thought we were just got done with phase four. I don't know. For some reason. But Kevin Feige has a plan. He always does. Always does. As part of the new total film cover feature on Thor Love and Thunder, the Marvel Studios president has teased that some answers are coming sooner rather than later. As we're nearing the end of Phase 4, I think people will start to see where this next saga is going, confides Feige in the new issue, which hits shelves on June 23rd. I think there have been many clues already that are at least apparent to me. Yeah, no shit. You're working on the goddamn movies. Yeah, I know the clues. <laughs> I wrote them. Yeah, they're pretty obvious <laughs> once you work on the movie and put them in there. And write it yourself. Uh, uh, they are at least apparent to me of where this whole saga is going. But we'll be a little more direct about that in the coming months to set a plan so audiences who want to see the bigger picture can see a tiny, tiny, tiny bit more of the roadmap. Okay. All right, then. <laughs> it didn't really give anything away. I was hoping it'd be like, yeah, we're setting up for battle with this villain or whatever nothing just like hey stay tuned stay tuned folks well the rumor uh that may or may not have been confirmed is that marvel is going to be at san diego comic-con this year oh really yeah which is sometime this year sometime in the summer literally across the country for at least it used to be before the pandemic let's get media passes just quit our jobs so we can go to this three-day thing (laughs) yep um all the content we'll make though Film vlogs. Yeah, no thanks. Blogs, because that's still a thing. Can you film a blog? You can write a blog. You can film yourself self writing a blog and make a vlog of you writing a blog. Boom. Content up on the Patreon. Like they teased King the Conqueror at the end of Loki. Oh, did they? Yeah, so is that not the next big bad? Is there going to be like a medium bad in between? I didn't. Uh, I guess there was a reference to... What's his name? Freaking, is it Doctor Doom? Oh, and and uh, the Doctor multiverse of, too. Yeah, I didn't catch it, but yeah, apparently the, there was the technology that uh, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll wait for spoilers. Who knows? Maybe it'll be Magneto or something, or Namor the Submariner. Who knows? I guess we'll find out whenever Comic Con is. Whenever Kevin Feige tells us. So, moving on to the Furiosa synopsis has been released. Here we go. This comes from the Collider. The Collider. This comes from Collider. The Collider. 
The official synopsis for Furiosa confirms the prequel spinoff of Mad Max Fury Road will also bring back the villain Immortan Joe. The synopsis also teases new details about Furiosa's origin story, promising the new wa- the new warrior will be caught in the middle of a war between two warlords from the wastelands. As the worlds fell, young Furiosa is snatched from the green place of many mothers and falls into the hands of a great biker horde led by the warlord Dementus. Sweeping through the wasteland, they come across the citadel presided over by the Immortan Joe. While the two tyrants war for dominance, Furiosa must survive many trials as she puts together the means to find her way home. Sounds interesting. It does sound interesting. Warlord Dementus, he was he was from the Mad Max video game. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. That'd be cool to see another biker gang. Yeah, I've never played the, the video game. But there's the biker gang in the first Mad Max. Like, they chased down Max. It was led by, uh, fuck, what's his name? It was the same actor that fucking portrayed Immortan Joe. Yeah. But in a different role. This is all you. I'm terrible with actors and their names. You know that. Glad you're on a pop culture podcast. Well, that's why I got you, sir. And uh, they're having Chris Hemsworth, like Chris Hemsworth is going to be in a big role in this movie. So, Oh, really? Yeah. People are speculating that he's going to be a young Immortan Joe. Ooh, that'd be cool. But who knows? Maybe he'll be. Maybe he'll have a small role as Furiosa's sidekick or something. And he's just like a Which background character. He's just in there. Be wasted the whole time. No, like his role would be wasted. No, he's wasted the whole no. time. And so yeah, <laughs> yep. Lost that thought. Uh, moving on to Rage Against the Machine donating ticket sales to reproductive rights organizations. Hell yeah. This comes from Pitchfork. This is a little lengthy article. I heard of Pitchfork before. Rage Against the Machine will donate nearly half a million dollars to reproductive rights organizations in Wisconsin and Illinois. As the band announced on social media last night, June 24th, we are disgusted by the repeal of Roe v. Wade and the devastating impact it will have on tens of millions of people. The group wrote an Instagram post, Over half the country, 26 states, is likely to ban or seriously restrict abortion very soon, if not immediately, which will have a disproportionate impact on poor, working class, and undocumented black, indigenous, and people of color communities. Rage Against the Machine revealed that their fans have raised $475,000 from the sale of charity tickets for their upcoming reunion concerts at Alpine Valley Music Theater in Elkhorn, Wisconsin on July 9th and United Center in Chicago, Illinois, July 11th and 12th. They will donate the total sums to reproductive rights organizations in those states, like the many women who have organized sophisticated railroads of resistance to challenge these attacks on our collective reproductive freedom, and we must continue to resist, the ban added in their statement. Rage Against the Machine are among... Many artists who have spoken out following the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade yesterday. Billie Eilish and Phoebe Bridgers both addressed the topic during their sets at Glastonbury, while several others, including Taylor Swift, Cher, Charlie XCX, have addressed the subject on social media. Lizzo pledged to donate $500,000 of proceeds from her upcoming special tour to Planned Parenthood and abortion rights organizations. Live Nation will match her donation, making the total sum $1 million. I think the most surprising part is fucking Live Nation yeah. wanting to fucking donate money. Was it Live like, Nation that did the whole Travis Scott 
set up the whole Travis Scott fest where yeah, I think people so. died. And then people was like, yeah, Live Nation don't care about people. Yeah, but now they're like, hey, guys, hey, we no, care we about do. people. Look, look. <laughs> look what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. They probably fucking make $500,000 just out of ticket fees, convenience fees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They charge you money to print them off on your own fucking printer. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, these tickets are $25. You're like, okay, I'll buy one. Yeah, that's you cheap. Add to cart, and then it's 80 bucks. Yeah. And you're like, okay. For fucking terrible seats. <laughs> that's behind a fucking concrete pillar. Yeah. So you, you can't hear, can't see. Yeah. But you were there. You ex- you had the experience. I can't wait for people to be upset about Rage Against Machine <laughs> doing this. They just they just got to stop being political, man. Yeah, I used to always say that I hated politics in my music, but I think I make the exception for Rage Against the Machine because they're so fucking good. I mean, a lot of music that you probably listen to, you probably don't realize. Yeah, that that's true. Political Flowbots is one of them too. That's Flowbots mad political, mad political, mad. I got nothing. I was trying to think of other slang words that mean a lot, but I don't know. A lot. A lot. A lot political. A lot very much political. I didn't, I didn't know Rage was getting back together for a reunion tour. Uh, until literally right now. Yeah. Um, are they... You probably don't know. I don't. Are they going to make another album or are they just touring? Probably just touring. They don't need to make another album. Yeah. They have enough I mean, I mean they should. And they should. Definitely <laughs> should. I'd be happy about that. Heck yeah. I think Run the Jewels is on this tour too. <sighs> yeah. Dude, is it only those two cities, Wisconsin? No, and no, that's just the that's just the proceeds. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna come into anywhere close to us. I know. Check that out. Yeah, Detroit, April first of twenty twenty three. Oh damn, that's that's the last fucking uh, stops on their rescheduled tour. Yeah, they have fucking tickets. Okay, so run the jewels are playing on those two dates. See how much these tickets are. Back to one hundred and thirty five bucks per ticket, <laughs> and that's just for like row. 11, where is that? It's one after 10. Yeah, fucking nosebleeds. So like way, 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 way back. <laughs> Ridiculous. Whatever. I'd still like to go see that show. Yeah. I mean, even if I had to, even if I had to pay that, I think being able to see Rage live, because they're not going to do it well, too many more times. Yeah, binoculars. <laughs> you wouldn't be in the pit, but it'd be fine. Like, which one's Zach? Is that Zach? <laughs> Turns out, like, all the people up front are just, like, body doubles. Yeah. And it's not actually them on stage, but everyone's so far away they can't yeah. tell. <laughs> and, like, everyone in the that are close enough to see are, like, paid actors. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, crisis <laughs> actors. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. So, good on you, Rage. Good on you, Rage. And Lizzo, donating $500,000. Live Nation, you're still on Thin Ice. Fuck you. Supreme Court, yeah. Bunch of fucking bitches. <laughs> it... Yeah, I'm not gonna get political. This is not the podcast for political views. Get a little political. A little political. All right, they fucking made this decision, and everyone hates it. Yeah, and they're going, no, we know better than yeah. everyone. I saw. It's, I I can't remember who tweeted it, but they're like, the guy that cried on stand about beer just decided <laughs> what to do with your body. Yeah, Brett fucking Kavanaugh. Insane. Fucking insane. Bunch of fucking <sighs> yay America. Or yay United States. We're doing specifically. We're doing great. All right. Let's Killing move on it. to something that's also terrible, but by comparison, not <laughs> as terrible. Uh 
Chris Pratt says his Super Mario Brothers voice is unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world. Doubt it. That's what people want, man. <laughs> they hear an iconic, there's like this iconic character with a specific voice. You know what people want? Not, Not that. that. <laughs> this comes from our, all, our other friends at Variety. Hell yeah. Variety got the chance to catch up with Pratt at the Wednesday night premiere of his new Amazon Prime video series, The Terminal List. We're on that later, they say. I don't think I have that included. <laughs> to talk about finding his voice for the film, which co-stars Charlie Day as Luigi. I feel like Charlie Day is just going to... It's just going to be Charlie Day. Yeah. There's been much internet discussion over Pratt's casting in the animated film as the Italian plumber, despite his non-Italian background, with critics expressing concern that his accent could potentially be offensive. However, the film's co-producer, Illumination Entertainment's Chris Melandandri, defended Pratt's casting and vowed that his voice work is quote-unquote phenomenal in a recent interview with Too Fab. Never heard of Too Never Fab. Never heard of Too Fab but either. But apparently they're, it's probably because they're too fab for us. Who who was it that said that? Uh, Illumination Entertainment's Chris. Oh, so someone that works for the company is yeah. like, no, the, the, the casting was great. His voice is fine. Yeah. You're going to love this. Because they totally say, oh, yeah, dude, we fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's switch to go back now. His voice fucking sucks. Sucks, bro. We're going to lose out on a bunch of money on this. Pratt echoed Melandandri's sentiment, telling Variety that Mario's voice has been quote-unquote updated. What does that mean? Hey, it's me, Mario. Yeah. I worked really closely with the directors and trying out a few things and landed on something that I'm really proud of and can't wait for people to see and hear, Pratt said. It's an animated voiceover narrative. No shit. Mm -hmm. It's not a live-action <laughs> movie. No mm -hmm. shit. I'm not going to be wearing a plumber suit running all over. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Well, I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm providing a voice for an animated character. No shit, no dude. No shit. And it is updated, at, uh, and unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world before. I feel like I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I I do want to hear it. Before or after. Just so I can go, yep, that was bad. Yep. That's not what I wanted. Yep, that voice sucked. <laughs> Let's stick with the original voice actor, Chris Pratt. Don't ever do anything ever again. It's nothing that you've heard in the Mario world before because it's just Chris Pratt's voice because yeah. he can't actually make voices. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's exactly it. It's just going to be you've his never voice. never heard this before because yeah. I've never been in a Mario video game. Yeah. No, I've heard it before in every other role that Chris Pratt's ever done. Maybe all of Chris Pratt's work has been set in the Mario universe, so maybe we have heard oh, it before. We don't. Parks that... and Rex set in the fucking... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Um, what's that one? The Lego movie? Time Traveler movie that he did recently? The Tomorrow War. I didn't watch that one, but yeah. It was all right. It was, it's in there. It's in the Mario... What was that? The, the MU? The <laughs> N N M C U, Nintendo's Mario's Cinematic Universe. Nintendo's Mario's Cinematic yeah, Universe. Yeah, it's a lot, of, a lot of weird syllables. Yeah, this is definitely going to be bad. It's going to be bad as shit. And then you have a Charlie Day, like, I don't know, yeah. Mario. <laughs> Damn it, D. <laughs> Who else yeah. is, isn't that like a ensemble cast? Isn't that like a lot of famous people doing voiceover work for that, too? No, no. What's it called? Mario? Just Mario. I, I don't know. Mario. The Lego Mario movie. Uh, oh, oh, it's going to be titled Untitled Illumination Entertainment Super Mario Project. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 
Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor-Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black, Keegan-Michael Key, Seth Rogen, Fred Armisen, Kevin Michael Richardson, Sebastian Maniscalco, and Charles Martinet. Martinet. The last two, you're like, what? Yeah. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is going to be Princess Peach. Jack Black's going to be Bowser. I feel like it's just going to be all of them doing their it's normal just, voices. Yeah. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. See, Keegan-Michael Key might change his voice for it. I can't imagine he would do the same voice because he's actually like, I don't know, a good comedic actor. Yeah, but him and him and um, Jordan Peele were in Toy Story 4. Is that the newest one? 5? Is there 5 or is there 4? I think 4. Okay. But they're both in it and they pretty much just did their oh, yeah, you're right. normal voices. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Terrible. Gonna Seth be bad. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. Oh, Kevin Michael Richardson. He's a big voice actor. It's going to be Kamek. Never uh-huh. heard of him. I'm not up on the like Nintendo universe. Yeah, me either. Like, it's like they're not realistic graphics. I don't care. Yeah, my, my brother-in-laws play uh, Super Smash Bros. And they're like, come play. And there's like a million and a half characters. And I know like three of them. I'm and like, who are all these people? When you're playing, you're like, where the fuck am yeah, I? What is going on? <laughs> Oh, I'm off the screen. I'm dying. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can, you, you can get sense. back onto the platform, but I don't know how. Uh, yeah. I don't fucking play these and games. And nobody tells me how. They're just like, ha, ah, you lose. But a bunch of people make money playing these games professionally. Do they? Or do they just like hit uh, buttons and then it's luck of the draw? No, they play them professionally. Yeah, I know. But There's tournaments and shit. It's like old Street Fighter. It's like, how do you get good at that? I always just button yeah, mashed. Yeah. Whenever I played fucking Mortal Kombat 11 with Jordan. And fucking pause it to pause it during the match to see what kind of combos I can achieve. Yeah. Which is like down back B. Yeah, right? <laughs> I would do the same thing and then Kayla would just kick the entire time and somehow oh, yeah. I'd lose. What the fuck is that shit? Yeah. Fuck that. All right. Like, that... I wanted to learn fatalities and shit. <laughs> or uh, babalities. You can turn them into a baby. There's, that's a thing? Yeah. I didn't and, know that. And there's like complete opposite um, of fatalities where it's like happy. I forgot what the fuck it's called, but those are fun. Hell yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Is that is those like mods or that come with the game? Those with the game. Heck yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. I don't, I don't know about the older games, but at least since 10, definitely. So for at least a couple games. <laughs> the only thing I hate is it takes so much so much space on my Xbox when I download that game. It's like 30 gigs. <gasps> it's a lot. Wow. I know. I hope fucking, I hope they make an Injustice 3. Games are fucking awesome. Are they? Yeah, the story modes are really good. Well, I guess the story modes are really good for the Mortal Kombat games too. That's true. It's on Game Pass. I should probably download it and give it a shot. Injustice? Yeah. The first one or the, the first one? one? Yeah, you should. I've, the graphics are definitely, they've definitely shown their age, but that's all right. Still a fucking great, great story. I'd still go back and play PlayStation 2 games if I had it. So graphics don't bother me as long as the game is good. I feel like the controls. For older games aren't as fluid as games now, so that's true. That's hard for me to go back and play older games because what we have now. Yeah, it's a fair point. So that's all the news I have. Do you have anything? I do not. What are you having for dinner? I don't even know. Ugh. All right, so we should move on to spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. This is a section where we talk about what we've been reading, watching, and or listening to. Bop 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 bop. What have you been watching, reading, and or listening to Hollywood Luke Hogan? Well, I watched two more episodes of Stranger... Maybe three. I think three more episodes of Stranger Things. Season nice. four. I got 
one more episode, which I'm watching tonight before the uh, the season before finale. Bed. Yeah, before yeah, Friday. Bed. Yep. Hell yeah. July 1st. I know what I'm doing after work on Friday. Same. Yeah, I'm all in. I was like kind of all in from the beginning, but I was like, okay, we're just watching one episode. Now I watch one episode. I'm like, got to watch another episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to stop. So we just got to the point where, spoiler alert, Steve went to the Upside Down. <gasps> was that, did you see, because uh, he pretty much gets attacked by those fucking. Like bird yeah, dragon those, things, yeah, whatever they are. Upside down bird dragon things. Yeah. That he was the end the of the episode. He shit bit out of them. And yeah. Somehow he just, he's oh, he's good enough to like ride a bike. Well, I don't know about that. The end of the episode I just watched is when he was getting attacked by those bird things. Yeah, but like. Well, spoiler alert! It turns out to just be okay. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, that's that's something. They're like, ow, ow, but like he's fine to like walk around and shit. But one's like choking him out. Yeah. What the fuck? And I was watching it. I was like, is he gonna get like infected by the upside down? Like, how do, how does yeah, that work? Right? Is he gonna die or become evil or something? But I don't know. Did you watch the trailer for the? No, finale. I haven't. I watched the seat, the trailer, and a lot of cool things. Like you see, uh, oh, spoiler alert! Well, it's a spoiler alert section. You see, uh, Eddie playing a fucking guitar. Oh, in the, the upside, upside down? down. That's in the trailer, like the season four trailer. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And then um, there's a quick clip of uh, Lucas beating the shit out of that oh, the jock Jesus guy. kid. Yeah, yeah. So hell yeah! I'm hoping everything comes to a Maybe head. Maybe I did watch it then. You might have because that was in the trailer up for the finale. I probably watched it when I was drunk, so I don't remember. And they're in a Winnebago for some reason. And the upside? No, they're in a a Winnebago. It shows. Are they in a Winnebago? Yeah, it Winnebago? shows the door clo- like open and close, and it has the W on it. Mm. I don't know where they get it from. The Winnebago store. Yep, they probably stole it from someone in the in the trailer park that Eddie lives in. Oh, and. Um, Max. Max, yeah, they're neighbors. Yeah, weirdly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a what a coincidence. Yeah, because plot. Because plot. <laughs> They've been watching, reading, and or listening to anything else. Um, don't I f- don't fucking say Big Mouth. I didn't. I didn't watch any Big Mouth. Uh, I listened, read, started two books. A was the complete uh, series encyclopedia. Of, yep, Britannica. Yeah, Britannica. I'm, I'm on <laughs> Apricot. Um, uh, the complete Sherlock Holmes by. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh, shit. Way, way back. Yeah. And, I mean, whatever. It's Sherlock Holmes. It's the author sets up mysteries for him to solve, and he somehow solves it real easily. Yeah. But I love it. I guess, uh, what was his name? Doyle? Yeah. He, like, got sick of Sherlock Holmes. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, as he was writing, like, the more he wrote, he was like, that guy's an idiot. Yeah, and then he, like... (laughs) kills him off like yeah. in a short story mm-hmm. and then i started today the uh the tattooist of auschwitz so is it about like the guy that or like one of the guys that gave all the uh prisoners their numbers yeah he was which he was also jewish so like he was a prisoner that had to tattoo other prisoners mm-hmm. i'm only like a lot's happened i don't know how long this book is because i'm only on like chapter four and it seems like i'm like halfway done with the book is it like a true story or is I I don't I think so or yeah because fiction because uh does he have superpowers I, yeah I think it's based on a true story because the beginning uh, the author says thanks to forget his name starts with an L 
for letting me tell your story. Laid off Littler. <laughs> Nailed it. For letting me tell your story. So I think it's based on a true story, but I don't know. It's pretty interesting so far. Sounds interesting so far. And then there's a podcast I think you'd like. What? I, I discovered today. It's called Are We Garbage? And That's a nice title. Yeah. I like that. And um, Almost as much as I like Pop Culture Bicycle. Uh, they have comedians on, kind of tell them their life story. And it's funny, but they try to judge if they're classy or trashy. <laughs> and it's actually a really good podcast. That's awesome. Like, they'll ask them, like, questions, like, you know, go to oven pizza. Just, like, weird things. Like, it, you know, if you were a, like, trashy kid, it'd be, like, Tostino's all day. Oh. Giorno, you know? Like, you just name a... Yeah. Like, your go-to when you were younger. Yeah, or exactly. What, or, like... What'd be your go-to oven pizza? Tostino's. Tostino's? Now uh, or when I was a kid? Now. Uh, stuffed crust of Giorno. What's the... What's the one... That has like Mother of Bessie, and like, is that screaming Sicilian? I think so. Yeah, that fucking shit, fucking. <laughs> that shit fucking slaps. What you been watching? Uh, we are almost through the Umbrella Academy season three. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the synopsis of season three is a lengthy one. All right. The last time we saw the Umbrella Academy, they had just stopped 1963's Doomsday. Convinced they prevented the initial apocalypse and fixed this timeline for good, they return home to the present day. However, the celebration is short-lived when the crew realizes things aren't exactly, okay, not at all, how they left them. Enter the Sparrow Academy. About as warm as a sea of icebergs, the sparrows immediately clash with the umbrellas in a violent face-off that turns out to be the least of everyone's concerns. Navigating challenges, losses, and surprises of their own, and dealing with an unidentified destructive entity wreaking havoc in the universe, the umbrellas need to convince Dad's new family to help them put right what their arrival made wrong. Will they find a way back to the pre-apocalyptic lives in the upcoming season? Or is this new world about to reveal more than just a hiccup in the timeline? So, pretty good. Like, the in the last season, the, the Umbrella Academy were, like, thrown back to 1963. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, shit, our dad's alive in 1963. Let's go find him. And, like, they are, like, such a fuck-up family right. that... They convince their dad to adopt different children instead of them. <laughs> that turns out to be the to be the Sparrow Academy. Oh shit! Yeah, that's cool. And when we meet them, they're like this perfect superhero team. But as the series goes on, like it's revealed that they're just as fucked up, if not more fucked up, than the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. And like the fucking world is getting fucking sucked into this what is called the kugel blitz the kugel blitz okay which fucking like sends out these waves and then sucks like when the waves come back it mm-hmm. sucks like humans and buildings and shit into it and they're like trying a, to an undertow situation sure yeah <laughs> so they're trying to fix that maybe like they're trying to figure out because we only have we only have three episodes left so we don't know if they saved the world or they're not supposed to save the world and just right. let it happen. So Oh, so that that it's like a struggle in between like, well, if we do this, we save the world, but like we can't technically do that if we're not supposed to do that. 
Yeah, like, like the timeline's gonna fix itself no matter what. So yeah, it could be all for naught. Yeah, because one of the characters he meets his or he sees his uh, future self, and he's like, "Don't save the world." And okay, this dude's fucking kooky, so let's not listen to him. It's like one of those movies where some dude goes back in time to stop something from happening, and like, kind of almost like uh, yeah, like uh, eleven twenty two sixty three. I'm always bad with the twenty. I want to say twenty three. Eleven twenty three sixty two. Yeah. Where he goes back to try to stop Kennedy from being assassinated, and when mm-hmm. he succeeds and he goes back, the world's fucked. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Really good. What else? Oh, the boys. Oh, the boys. The boys. Is Saturday for the boys? No. Oh, Friday. Oh, Friday's for Actually, the boys. Thursday evening. <laughs> it's supposed to be Fridays, but they've been releasing them on Thursday evenings oh, really? for some fucking reason. But that's been pretty good. I won't delve too much into that. Because you should go watch it yourself. Go watch it your self dude have you have you watched any of the boys i haven't have i asked you this yes all right <laughs> have you watched any of it though i like i said i watched like i think the first episode of the first season and then just never picked it back up not because i hated it just other things came first for some reason yeah this season three i think i don't know i, I get don't... there's so many fucking like the umbrella academies on season three yeah uh, Stranger Things is on season four, so I'm like, is this on season three or is this on season three? Apparently, Stranger Things is only going to have five seasons and it's done. Yeah, which that. makes sense because fuck, it's going to get harder and harder for them to play high school teenagers. Yeah, I mean, if you look up the real ages of some of the characters, you're like, what the fuck? Like Nancy's 27 fuck, years old, dude. Jonathan's 28. Fuck Steve's yeah. like 30 and what's his face is 100 yeah and then um Lucas's little sister she's 20 years old no she's not I swear to god no dude. she's not yeah look it up she was even more of a child last season stranger oh she's 15 <laughs> who was I saying that was like there was somebody I was looking up I was like wow she's way older than you'd think oh it was uh it was Max. She's 20 years old. Oh, is she? Yeah. Holy shit. It's like pretty soon they're going to start having freaking crow's feet and shit and being like, we're still in high school. Like not going to happen. Damn, she's 20. Sheesh. Right? Yeah, I guess they're, I think I read that they're going to do like a time jump into the, the 90s. Oh, really? For this next season or for something else. So it's not going to be like a regular progression. Well, they're they're in the late 80s now, so they could yeah. probably just fast forward a little bit. They'd be out of high school, and then it'd be kind of okay, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Have you heard anything about this supposed uh, Stranger Things spinoff that the Duffel Brothers are working on? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of for the time jump. Maybe. I I, I know nothing about it. I've just heard rumors about it. Yeah, I think I've heard rumors, but I'm just like, meh. Yeah, we'll see what happens when it yeah. comes. If it comes to fruition, then I'll look more into it. But yeah. Until then, don't care unless I need to report about it's one it. One of those things I'm like, ah, don't make a spin off of it, but also like they just make a good show, so it's gonna be a good show most likely. Yeah. Well, I'm still reading Strange Adventures. Almost done with that. It's what's that one? Uh, about Adam Strange. Oh yeah. Yeah. So far, still better than Rorschach. Is it strange? Pretty strange. Pretty strange. Move on to yep. Twer. Twer this week in review. 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 McMahon. McMahon. So we are still doing the um, Marvel Cinematic 
or the, I guess just the Marvel movies. Yeah, I guess in chronological order. Phase one through three or something. Yeah. I don't know. So we decided since Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness came on to Disney Plus that we would cover that. Give you and then, give you guys a little break. Yeah, from and, other uh, Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch when we get more along the fucking line of the Marvel movies. The list will update to have like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh yeah, at the end. <laughs> like nope, fuck that. <laughs> yep, I'm doing that again. Well, I'd, I'd watch it again. It was a good movie. I I watched it twice. Oh, did you? That's about how many times I'm gonna watch it probably. <laughs> All right, so the synopsis for this is as follows. That's it. That's what the movie's about. (laughs) Doctor Strange teams up with a mysterious teenage girl from his dreams. Weird. Yeah. Who can travel across multiverses to battle multiple threats, including other universe versions of himself, which threaten to wipe out millions across the multiverse. They seek help from Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, Wong, and others. This was directed by Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Hell yeah. And written by Michael Waldron. And it stars Benedict Cumberbatch. Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. Chawidal EGO4. And Benedict Wong. So this movie is very Sam Raimi. It's, yeah, it's Raimi as fuck. Yeah. It's... In fact, I want a t-shirt that says Raimi as fuck. <laughs> um, like if... Like when Wanda was crawling out of that gong, mm-hmm. like with her body all twisting yep. and shit, and with the quick zooms with the camera tilts, yeah. So, and when uh, Scarlet Witch is dream walking, and she's in the other Wanda's house with mm-hmm. her children, and like Wanda like peeking out from behind yeah. the staircase, yeah, yep. it's fucking. I love so good. I love Sam Raimi so much. Did you see Ash's Oldsmobile Delta? No, I didn't. I think I think it was when him and Christine went to uh, the Third Eye Strange's like fallen universe. Oh right! And there was a car just like floating and oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, it was, oh, that's cool. It was Sam Raimi's old Oldsmobile Delta. I ha- I have a question. Nope. So Scarlet Witch is the most powerful witch in yeah. the I guess all universes. Mm-hmm. And she has the power to enslave multiple universes at once. Mm-hmm. Why was she not as powerful in Endgame? Like against? No, because she has the Darkhold now. So, so that's what did it. The Darkhold yeah. is what made her. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, like I knew she was super powerful. I didn't know if she was super powerful and had the dark hold, or the dark hold made her super powerful. I thought like like she she was already powerful before, but I don't think she knew how powerful until WandaVision. Okay, so it was like you had to watch WandaVision to see yeah. kind of that. I was because I didn't watch it. Yeah, that's why they were talking about like Strange brought up how Wanda like entrapped a whole town. Oh, yeah, that was that was that. I see. All right. Yeah, I was very confused. I'm like, she didn't seem like if she was that powerful, she could have just defeated Thanos easier. But yeah, yeah it makes sense now. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like how she was able to, or is able to enslave other multiverses. Yeah. But Wong like gave up the 
that mountain where the dark hold was transcribed from right in order to save four fucking uh four sorcerers and yeah right yeah, yeah it's like you're gonna save all these sorcerers but she could enslave billions and billions infinity billions. i guess of yeah. people mm-hmm. that doesn't really make any sense but i guess maybe he thought that because it's called wonder gore whatever the place that yeah went to so maybe he thought that it would kill her maybe oh yeah but because no one's ever survived but then it turns out it was made for her yeah it was she was like this is not a a tomb it's a throne like, that's a shitty looking fucking yeah. throne. <laughs> At least let you sit down, not crisscross <laughs> applesauce on top of that thing. I thought it was refreshing to see uh, an Avenger as in like the villain role, even though she, again, some of these superhero villains, they're like not purely evil. They're doing it for a cause that oh, they yeah. think's good, you mm-hmm. know? And I think she was, this was kind of the same situation where. Not was, really. She just what, wanted to. It's like was Wanda evil, yes, but she also just wanted to be with her kids, you know. So it's like she's but she didn't have kids, like right? Her multiversal selves had kids, yeah, but she didn't, and well, she and she was willing to fucking like kill people, yeah, to get there, yeah. So she had to kill Vision, right? Yeah. Is there theoretically there is a multiverse where Vision is still alive? It must be. And if there's infinite universes, there's a universe where she doesn't exist yet vision is still alive yeah so she literally could have just gone there and then made kids well i mean and had vision back there doesn't seem to be seem to be any repercussions with you meeting your like another version of yourself well so she could just go to a universe where like a wanda already exists there but her and vision don't get together so she just go there and fucking get with vision that's true uh well, I guess if she would have stayed there too long, incursion would have happened. I guess that's the the repercussions oh, right. of being in a universe that's not yours. But I'm just saying, like, she, I mean, she kind of went about it the wrong way by invading a universe where she existed and her kids were, when she could have just found one that she didn't exist in, but Vision did, and then go, and then, like, and then they, fuck, and then, fuck, and Robot then, have, and witch fuck. And then have kids, and then merge the two universes because that would eventually happen anyway but i mean i don't know there's a way to get around an incursion just go to a universe and say dibs oh yeah 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 that's official i heard so another question is so america had the power to jump through universes or multiverses yeah and if you both dr strange and wanda alluded that they could just steal her power could they? Do they have to steal? Is it all or nothing? Do they have to steal all of her power? I guess. Because, like, what if Wanda stole half of her power, right? Maybe she Would she only... be, then be able to jump universes? Maybe to, like, one or two close universes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I just, there's With the infinite universe theory, there's, like, endless possibilities. So it's like, did it have to go that way exactly? Yeah, because, because plot. plot. <laughs> fucking Zombie Strange was dope. Yeah, dude. I, I put in my notes that fucking Undead Strange was fucking dope. Dope as shit. It looked like the majority of the look was practical with just like the jaw missing or was, the cheek missing and shit. That was CG. Yeah, very evil dead. Yeah. Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. 
the parts of, that were practical makeup were very fucking Evil Dead. Yeah. Like, to the point where it's like, you see his regular skin, and then you see, like, where the makeup was for the zombie skin, and mm-hmm. they're two separate colors, and you're yeah. like, that's zombie. That's zombie makeup. That's a, that's Deadite. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think, think he was my favorite version of Strange. Except, he, except when he was alive, when he tried yeah. killing fucking America. And uh, the fact that he was, like, controlling the souls of the damned yeah. was dope. Mm-hmm. Like, he created, like, fucking, uh, I don't want to say wings, but... Maybe like wing slash cape out, yeah. of, out of him. Whatever it was, it was sick looking. Yeah. Another shot I look was it Captain Marvel from the the universe that he ended up in with the the console the council. Oh, the Illuminati. Yeah. Was that Captain Marvel? Was that what they called the? Because they're all like different versions of the regular superheroes. There was a um, Black Bolt. Uh huh. Who Anson Mount. He was in the shitty fucking short-lived Inhumans TV show. Oh, really? Don't ever fucking watch it. Okay, well. But he was, like, the best part, like, the only good part about that show. And they brought him back as fucking Black Bolt. Is Black Bolt the one that he couldn't talk because he... Yeah. Okay, the shot where she gets rid of his mouth. Yeah, and his fucking... And headache, like, yeah, caves in. He, he, he freaks out, and... Because uh, Black Bolt, if you don't know, his power is... If he talks, like if if he whispered, he could just like level a city, and if he mm-hmm. talked normally, he could like level a continent. So Wanda gets rid of his mouth because fucking the world's smartest man, fucking Mister Fantastic, is like Black Bolt could fucking yeah decimate you to atoms with just a whisper or whatever and yeah of his mouth and she's like what mouth it's like motherfucker you're you're dumb john krasinski yeah and then he looks down and his mouth's gone and he goes yeah yeah he freaks Ooh. out he's like and, and then his head came yeah, in well it, it like set off a, a little bomb yeah and his then, head that was such a good it, fucking visual yeah and the, was, and the blood coming out of his nose so good and he just drops to the floor sheesh sheesh so the doctor doom technology was when mordo was introducing the illuminati mm-hmm. and mr fantastic like walked out of like a like a little portal thing oh that was Dr. Doom okay technology. uh so there was black bolt there was um captain carter yeah which was betty is that her name peggy 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 carter she, where she got the, the there's a what if episode oh okay where she took the serum instead of steve and then steve got like a, a iron man type suit nice built by howard stark and then there was Captain Marvel. Yeah, so it said her. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Which I thought was like, I'm like, that's not Captain Marvel, but it is in that universe it is. Yeah, and and in some continuities, comic continuities, she is like she takes the mantle Captain Marvel. Oh, does she? Yeah, she, that, she, she she's from WandaVision too. Oh, well, I thought that was her friend that we saw in the Captain Marvel the movie. movie yeah. No, she's the child. Oh, she's the child. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then there's uh the world's quote unquote smartest yep. man. And the world's smartest man. Played by fucking John Krasinski, Krasinski. Which was fucking sick. Yeah. Is there gonna be a Fantastic Four movie? Uh there has to be eventually. Yeah. They have the rights to it now. And they it I wouldn't mind seeing John Krasinski in that role. Yeah. Like, give but him a shot. Kevin Feige came out and said that that like he cast John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. 
or that version of Mr. Fantastic due to so many fans wanting him to be cast. So who knows if he'll come back for right. or be asked to come back. Well, he looked good as a character. Yep. And he was almost cast as Captain America. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then they introduced Charles Xavier. Yeah. Who didn't. Played by Patrick Stewart. Which was great to see Patrick Stewart. Looks when he great came on for screen, 81. When he came on screen, he had his 90s animated movie wheelchair, or yep. animated series wheelchair, and the theme played over. Yeah. And when. I thought that was dope. When. A little throwback. He was showing Doctor Strange what happened to that universe's Doctor Strange. And you could see, like, the like the telepathic ripples mm-hmm. that was from the uh, animated series too which i thought was fucking cool to include the visual when xavier is uh facing off against scarlet witch oh yeah and he's trying to pull pull her out from underneath the rubble and then that it's just white and then just the rubble and then that scarlet cloud behind yeah. him so uh, the yeah. visuals in this movie are so good that was pretty pretty cool i was like fuck dude something's gonna happen yeah and something did happen something fuck did it. happen scarlet witch came out of the fucking mist and fucking snapped xavier's mental neck and his physical yeah i guess I at guess. the same time <laughs> so yeah they i thought the like the way that mr fantastic looked when, when he used his like stretching powers mm-hmm. i thought that looked fucking cool yeah I, I'm, I'm glad that we were, we were able to see Black Bolt uses power before he died. Like he killed that universe's. Yeah, I, I like fucking cool power. Yeah, I liked that because he killed him by saying "I'm sorry." Yeah, that there was like different inflections of like the "I'm sorry" echo, so it sounded like different voices. Like, yeah, yeah, it was, was really cool. cool. That'd be a hell of a power mm. to have to live with. And how do you discover you have that? The, how many, con- how many continents I, I, did he know? I, I think he killed his parents when he was a kid. Oh. Because uh, the Inhumans, mm-hmm. they have to be exposed to, like, the Terrigen Mist, I think, mm-hmm. to see if they have powers or they, like, come at a certain age. Right. And I think his came out of nowhere and he talked and accidentally, like, killed his parents. Oh, shit. Yeah, that would suck to, like... You couldn't even, like, make a noise in pain if you stuck yeah. your toe. You couldn't talk in your sleep. Oh, um, shit. Or, like, if you're, uh, have you heard, like, Kayla, like, whimper or something when she's sleeping? Yeah, like, you couldn't even fucking do yeah, that. Yeah, I'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah, that would suck so much ass. Imagine if you, like, have walking around barefoot and, like, you hit the corner of the coffee table or yeah. something in between your toes and it hurts like a motherfucker you couldn't even express that kind of pain and you couldn't hold it in by like saying like because then your head explodes (laughs) oh man i would just be wearing like a fucking bubble suit always like nothing's gonna hurt me (laughs) but we see uh mr fantastic well we get confirmation that that mr fantastic has a wife and children yeah uh, one of them being Franklin Richard, who is one of the strong or like one of the smartest and strongest characters in all the MCU. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's cool, and it confirms that him and Sue Storm are together. But he goes to fight uh, Scarlet Witch, and she turns him into like spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> and he fucking screams before he fucking just spaghetti's up. She basically just kept like I don't even know how to explain it. 
It's like if you slime, like the more you stretch it, how it just come becomes like nothing. Oh yeah. It was like kind of like that, just kind of disintegrated by being stretched in a million different ways. And then Captain Carter and Captain Marvel are fighting her and fighting Scarlet Witch and. Uh, Scarlet Witch uses her she- Captain Carter's shield and slices That's her in half. half. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess Scarlet Witch killed Captain Marvel by taking away her power or something? Or overwhelming her? I, I, like, yeah, I'm not quite sure, but then she was crushed. Yeah, she was crushed by the statue. And then she snaps Professor X's fucking neck. And then Doctor Strange took care of... Uh, Mordo? Yeah. How do you do it? No, they're fighting. He fought him. Did you do something? Like, how do you get incapacitate him? I'm trying to remember. He um, had the, he had that little. Yeah, the bracelet. The handcuff bracelet like the thing. Incapacitator. I don't know. They, they were incapacitator. <laughs> and then he would, went to stab him with the sword and he slapped oh, yeah. it on him. So then that power went away. But then I can't remember what happened. I don't know. I know that he just left him in that little ravine in the Illuminati room. Like, I think that was it. I think that's all. He just left him there. Yeah. Maybe Mordo can't climb. That, 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 I that, don't know. That, that's his only weakness. <laughs> <laughs> but Doctor Strange climbed out and Mordo was like, yeah, I can see why your Mordo didn't like you. <sighs> I'm not going to lie. Those pizza balls look pretty good. Oh, yeah. Pizza Papa played by fucking <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Who was then forced to kick his own ass yeah, for three weeks. For two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, dude, those fucking pizza balls look really yeah. good. <laughs> I don't know how... Like, Could you make him in real life? I doubt it. Because it'd be like mostly dough. It'd just be like a ball of dough with fucking cheese and pepperoni around it. With like most of the cheese and pepperoni just melting off yeah. the ball of dough. It'd be the messiest thing ever, but that'd be pretty good. What would you rate this movie? Out of let's go ten. Um seven point five. I'm gonna go eight. That was a pretty solid movie. Pretty solid movie. I like there was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And at some point you're like, I don't remember even the last universe they were in and what is going on right now, but it's still a fun ride and the use of practical effects that Sam Raimi uses I love more than I mean there's still a lot of CGI yeah it's Marvel, well, I mean but, there has to be but it's not all CGI like a lot of directors would do because Sam Raimi's the man um so, yeah I'm gonna go eight I liked when Wong told Undead Strange that he had to take America's powers Undead Strange was like yep you're right and then he's like you gotta use your power yeah and then she's like I can't and he's like yeah you can she's like okay yeah oh yeah I guess I can <laughs> you're right and then the the little uh, shot of Undead Strange winking at her. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's very Sam Raimi, but I loved it. You want to hear some trivia? I sure do. All right. Sam Raimi initially didn't want to direct any future superhero films, having lost faith in himself due to the critical and audience backlash he received from Spider-Man 3, 2007, mm-hmm. due to studio interference from Sony. However, getting the call from his agent about this film encouraged him to try again as he had thoroughly enjoyed the first Doctor Strange film as well as the character himself and wanted to see if he could live up to the challenge of meeting the audience's expectations once again. You know that Black Phone movie that's going to come out? Mm-hmm. That's directed by the first Doctor Strange director, oh, Scott really? Derrickson. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Scott Derrickson wanted to make this like straight up a horror film. Uh, Doctor Strange? Yeah, which would have been cool. Yeah. Marvel or Disney's like, no, we're a family company. (laughs) While most MCU films are released under the genres of action, comedy, drama, sci-fi, and fantasy, this is the first film in the MCU to be released under the horror genre. Is it just because there's a zombie in it? And there was deaths? Third Eye, Doctor Strange. There was a guy punching himself. Is that canon, the third eye Doctor Strange thing? Mm, I mean, it must be it, because at the, at the end, he was walking out of his, out of the, the, whatever, the Sanctum Sanctorum? Yeah. I keep forgetting what the he's fuck like, it's called. Doo, 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 yeah, doo. And then he's like, ah! And then a third eye pops up. Yeah. And then the, and I thought that was the last end credit scene, and then there was another one. Yeah, there's another one where he was fine. Yeah, he just says, oh, I'm ready. And, and then third eye opens up. I'm like, yeah, well, and, what happened in between that time? And Cleo, I think, I think that's what her name was, came and was like, hey, man, you've caused an incursion, dummy. We need to take care of it. Let's go take care of yeah. it. Uh, Michael Waldron did try to get Tom Cruise portraying a Tony Stark variant after hearing the rumor, but Kevin Feige informed him that this would basically be impossible due to Cruise's commitment to shooting Mission Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2. I'm glad they didn't get fucking Tony or uh, Tom Cruise for... See, as much as I hate Tom Cruise, I would have liked to see him two minutes as a, a Tony Stark variant and that's it. I, I would have wanted to see a Bruce Campbell Doctor Strange variant. Oh, that'd been cool yeah. too. That's what I thought was going to happen, but I enjoyed the Pizza Papa. And then oh. there was a third cut scene at the end of the movie where it's just Bruce Campbell at his cart. Oh, yeah. And he stopped hitting himself. Yeah. He's like, that's it. It's, it's over. over. <laughs> Looking at the camera. The film got banned in Saudi Arabia due to America Chavez's parents, parentheses, two mothers being LGBTQ. That's that's where the Supreme Court should be is wherever that is and not here in America. Political. Saudi Arabia. If this was China and China was like, hey, we want these scenes out of the movie. Yeah, they would have changed that for sure. They'd be like, you got it. You got it, China. But it's Saudi Arabia, which is a small market. And they're mad about gas prices. And they could use. Screw you. They, and they could use Disney could use this as publicity, like we're taking a stand, but it's Saudi Arabia, right? Look at us being progressive and taking a stand. In an interview with Variety, VFX artist Alexis Wajbro commented on some of those many multiverses that appeared in a brief sequence with Stephen Strange and America Chavez. That was a cool falling through them. At one point, there was in quotes an Incan statue world one that eventually became the living tribunal world thanks to a suggestion from Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige, who also suggested that their jungle concepts be turned into the Savage World, a Marvel Comics location closely tied to both the X-Men and Magneto. The request led to the VFX team adding dinosaurs. One was an Incan statue world, which ended up in the movie because Kevin Feige thought, well, that could be a great world to put the Living Tribunal in. So that world became the Living Tribunal world. We proposed a jungle and Kevin Feige said, well, it could be cool if it was the Savage World. It's a world that exists in the Marvel Universe. So we had to add dinosaurs. We had to model and texture and render and animate dinosaurs for two seconds, 
which is extremely not cost efficient. <laughs> Why couldn't they just grab some CGI models from Jurassic World and just throw them in there and call it a day? Nope. Is Jurassic World WB? I don't fucking even know. Either way, they didn't even think of that. Yeah. In Charles Xavier's first scene, he is accompanied by a brief orchestral score of the X-Men, the animated series theme. He can also be seen moving around in the classic bright yellow hover chair popularly associated with the series. Additionally, Professor X, as opposed to his fellow Illuminati members, is the only one who's willing to at least give 616 Strange a chance to prove that he isn't the greatest threat to the multiverse as every other Strange does. He justifies this with the very same quote one of his variants used to motivate his younger self to try and save their future. Every counterpart of Doctor Strange has a different color to cast spells. White for Defender Strange, which was which turned into the Undead Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, violet for Sinister Strange. And Orange for Doctor Strange. Strange 838 is not seen casting a spell. 838? I think it was the one that died. Oh. That was killed by Black Bolt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When Scott Derrickson was going to direct, he had plans of debuting Namor the Submariner in the film. Namor and Strange were allies and members of the superhero team, the Defenders. Namor will make his debut later on in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. When Doctor Strange meets Sinister Strange from a fallen dimension, Sinister warns his counterpart that reading the book not only affects reality, but also the reader, revealing that he has a third eye in the forehead. This foreshadows the mid credit scene where Strange, where Doctor Strange develops a third eye in the middle of the forehead. In the comics, every time Doctor Strange uses the eye of Agamotto, it reveals a third eye in his forehead, which gives him clairvoyance. Mm. Yeah, so third eye, not, not all bad? Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Craig was supposed to play Mr. Fantastic, but backed out due to concern regarding COVID-19. I feel like he would have been a good... Mr. Fantastic. Maybe in the main continuity, they'll put him in? Maybe. Or maybe they'll keep John Krasinski, or maybe they'll cast somebody else. Mm. Anybody else. Mm. Me. The Rock. Yeah, The Rock to play himself. <laughs> Wearing a blue suit with yep. the number four on it. Dramana. Dramana. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was a good movie. That was a really good movie. Uh, shit, dude, we got to do Thor The Dark World next. It's a do bad we, movie. Do we have to? It's a bad movie. Yeah, dude. All right. It's going to have a real real good movie of the week type vibe because it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. But, oh, yeah. I should say the outro. Forget. We have an outro. Fuck, dude. And after that is Iron Man 3. But thanks for listening. Special thanks to our Patreon subscribers and any listeners, no matter how you found us. Uh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash popculturebicycle. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at popculturebicycle and on Twitter at popculturebike. You can follow me on Instagram at popculturejake and Luke. Luke Keyway underscore DG. That's Keyway spelled K-E-W-A-Y. If you still use Facebook, you can find us by searching Pop Culture Bicycle. If you have any suggestions for us to read and or watch, email the podcast at popculturebicycle at gmail.com or DM us on any of our socials. Be sure to rate and review. Rate and review. Whatever, on whatever um, platform you listen to this podcast on. Uh, if you review it, 
you might just have your review read out loud on the podcast. So I need suggestions for a good book to read. So that's probably also an audiobook because Luke actually yeah, doesn't know. know how to read. Uh, yeah, audiobook. So HMU, you know? HM. Oh, hit me up. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck platform is HMU? <laughs> or what what file is HMU? It needs to be an HMU file. All right. So as we always say. <gasps> Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy.